Congratulations, you won. Now what? Hmm. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So you know what to do. Join me on the flip as we talk about got success. Now what? I'll see you then. What happens when you finally get what you've been working for for so long? Do you maintain it? Do you keep it? Or do you grow from there? I want to know because one of the things that I'm learning as I'm continuing to grow, achieve, get knocked down, achieve some more, is that I'm not alone. And if I'm not alone, I'm going to be willing to bet that you probably understand what I'm talking about. There have been times in my life when all I had was a hope and a dream and a prayer. And then I would get that very thing and I would maintain it, but it didn't have the oomph that I thought it was going to have. Whether it was um, a weight loss goal or a promotion on a job or even, I hate to say it, a guy. It just, it was something about it. and. I was thinking about that because I have some more goals that I'm working toward and I was reminded of one that I went hard and heavy for. And it was an accolade that you get for um, in the book world. You know, you guys, I'm a writer and um, I finally achieved it. Took a lot of hard work. I did it, you know, with some other people. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, I hate to say it, but it didn't add not one zero to my income. You know, I was like, why did I do all of this? What for? And it kind of left me a little hollow. And that's when I started thinking about this whole uh, success journey. Now, I've done another podcast that talks about success. And I've talked about the different layers and how success is not necessarily just a static point. Uh, but that it is an ongoing thing. And so check that one out, that podcast, if you haven't already. And so with that, I'm going to be talking about today, you know, you've got your success success. Now, what do you do? How, how do you, how do you feel? How do you function? Um, how do you be after that? You know, I'm, th- I'm thinking about those, uh, those old, um, statements that say things like uh, more money, more problems or new level, new devil. And I think I've told you guys before that I have done uh, some some study, not not in depth, but some study about the psychology of the affluent. And I've learned some things. Now, the psychology of the affluent has to do with those people who have lived in that particular social economic group for a minute. Not the nouveau riche, uh, not those, but people that that is their lifestyle uh, for a long time in their life or even generationally. And they do behave differently from other people. Um, And the thing was, is I was trying to understand it so I could get more prepared for, you know, the success journey that I'm on. And uh, I had to uh, go and amend that. And it was because that world... 
uh, is different from the world that I'm in and that I'm traveling in. And so I had to back that down and kind of look at the nouveau riche. I had to look at uh, what it takes to gain and maintain. And I came up with three cycles, whether it is a weight loss goal, a uh, income uh, goal, um, a relationship goal. These three things for me have uh, helped me because they are a cycle. It's not just that you get to um, a point where you've made it. It's just that these things cycle and they just keep cycling. And so the first level is um, the ascent. This is where you start planning and working for and being focused on that success. And a lot of the podcasts that I have been doing have been talking about this ascent. But after you get to the point where you have achieved what you were going for, then there is a point that's called the acclimation. And this is where you have to learn how to maintain, adjust, and get used to your new level. You know, even when you get on an airplane, you have to have some time for the airplane, the air pressure, and all of these things to level out so that uh, people don't. faint and uh, so that our bodies and even the equipment uh, can make the necessary adjustments to maintain the level that you've achieved or the, the height, I guess, if you're talking about an airplane. But then after the acclimation, there is another one that happens that I used to think was in the front, but it's actually in the back. And that is acceleration. One of the things I've learned of uh, having some successes, because trust me, my failures have far outweighed those successes. But when I wanted to take it to the next level and not regress or lose ground, I found that it took more, um, more effort to get to the next level than it did the one before that. And it shocked me, but I'm glad and thankful that I got that wisdom. And I mean, when I say I got it, I finally am catching on because trust me, I have achieved a lot of things only to go and get knocked back down because I did not respect the acceleration game. I did not, you know, I, I rested on my laurels of, well, I achieved this. And I, I actually have an intimate understanding of that statement now about resting on your laurels. I'm just going to be honest, okay? And so because of that, I had to learn that once you hit something, you know, your acclimation is only brief. You can't hang out in the acclimation stage long or you start to lose. Because once, like going back to the plane thing, once a plane makes its ascent, and then it gets to its cruising level, uh, even though it feels like, you know, you're steady Eddie. No, that plane is doing a lot to maintain that because gravity is real and so many things. And even while I'm talking about this, I'm I'm thinking about uh, when you watch uh, ducks and swans on the water and they look like they are just skimming the water. But if you look underneath, you see how fast and vigorously they're paddling to keep their momentum going. Uh, 
And so because of that, I started uh, having to be honest with myself. And that was that this is this is just really like life. And life is all about change. Life is all about movement. If you don't keep moving, you start to regress and eventually you will start to either deteriorate or just darn near just let's go and say it, die, you, you know, you, you will have some issues. Okay. So I made uh, some notes. I kind of like did a brain dump of what I've kind of learned and put into practice, but I, I, I wanted to be able to share it with you in a, as a succinct manner as possible. And so if you bear with me, I'm going to talk with you about some of the wisdom smacks I've learned um, through the School of Hard Knocks on things that you have to come up with, uh, come up against and conquer, you know, in a lot of areas to maintain your gains and maintain your success levels. Okay, so these are not in any particular order. It's just some of the things and it's not exhaustive, just some of the things that I want to hit you with that hopefully if you already know it, it will just confirm some stuff for you. And if you haven't considered this or this is new to you, uh, make note of it. Because if you are wanting to uh, expand your borders, do new things, achieve stuff on your list of stuff, um, do things that make you feel purposeful and successful, then these are some of the areas that you're going to have to be aware of. Okay. So the first thing I want to say is, is if you have achieved a certain success, I'm going to say this upfront. And that is just because you can, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. I've seen so many people in some of the peripheral industries that I am familiar with. Um, I'll just go on and say it. Online marketers. And usually they're, they're you know, it's not just the young folks. I'm not going to pick on people because of their age brackets. What I'm going to say is, is that when people get things to start working and it starts working fast, um, they kind of live like there's no tomorrow and they live like this is all going to be all the time and they lose focus and then they're knocked right back down or even lower than they were before. So I'm going to say just because you can doesn't, you, you just shouldn't. I'm not going to even say just because you can um, doesn't mean you, you should. I'm just going to say you shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> and that moves us into what I'm talking about of acclimation. Just because you've gotten to a certain level does not mean that you are going to be able to um, live uh, without restraint. You're still going to have to remember a lot of the good foundational things that helped you to get there. And you're going to have to accelerate, if anything, more of this good behavior to keep it coming to get to the next level, you know? And so one of the things that I have learned out of this is that when you get a success, you have to get to the point where you understand priority. And when I say understanding priority, that means that you don't look at your success as the trophy. It's just not. It really isn't. You look at what you've obtained and you look at what obtaining this has given you entrance or um, uh, insight into or, or made you able to enjoy. And that's the thing. What brings you joy what brings you life-affirming experiences, and what 
makes it where you can still look yourself in the eye in the mornings. Um, There was a study that uh, looked at people's sense of meaning and quality of life, and they discovered that people across the board in different cultures value experiences over acquisitions of stuff. And one of the things that I found was uh, <laughs> that no matter, it, it, I don't know what it is. It's like you achieve something and immediately, whether it's money or not, you want to go and spend money and acquire stuff. And just, it's kind of like you go overboard, you, you trigger something, um, lose weight. And then you want to just burn your entire closet and go and buy all new stuff. And yeah, so it, it's crazy. So that's one of the things is to... Um, prioritize and look at and and look and see really what brings you joy what adds to your life what is a life affirming experience and those are the things that you need to cling to because they are not going to necessarily be the same thing that you think is going to make you happy once you achieve the success that you were going after the next one is this and that is um scalability okay One of the things that people don't realize is that once you get uh, something that you've been going after, usually it's a gateway. It's I almost said gateway drug. It's not a gateway drug, but it's a gateway. You think that that is the end all be all. And it's just one step in the journey of what you need to do or what you are uh, made to do or, or whatever. And And that comes into scalability. How do you expand and continue to grow and and grow forward? How do you do that? And one of the things that I will tell you is with success, automatically it comes with more responsibility. And one of those responsibilities is to maintain what you've won, the goal that you've won while continuing to grow. And scalability and responsibility have some boring stuff that I, I got to tell you about. And that is actually starting to track your progress. Uh, Tony Robbins said uh, that what gets scheduled gets done. And one of his trainers, her, Gwen, oh my gosh, why would, I, why would I try to call her name off the top of my head? But she's famous for saying uh, that you get what you expect. And so track and make note of your expectations. And so when you track your progress, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you know uh, what it is that you've accomplished and you know what it is that will keep you moving forward. It's kind of like this becomes your new baseline. And so if you write down and and make that plain, I'm going to be talking to you guys in another podcast. I'm excited about it, but I'm trying to make sure that I am giving it to you at the right time, you know, through meditative processes. But we're going to actually talk about the power of um, the pen and how to manifest things in your life by writing them down and doing certain specific actions to get them because it works, all right? But getting back to this, tracking your progress, writing down your expectations and knowing what it becomes your new baseline and what it takes to maintain that and to keep it growing. And then after that, you're gonna figure out this, so I might as well tell you up front. 
that once you start trying to have scalability, you've already done your priority shifting, you know what gives you joy, you know uh, what sparks joy, uh, you know the experiences, and now that you're trying to scale this to keep moving uh, moving forward and growing upward, you're tracking this progress, and in order to do that, you have to master the clarity that it need that you need. I've said this before, and you've heard this from many different people, and that is that the mind that created a problem is not the mind that will solve it. And I want to go just a little further and say that the mind that you are today should not be the mind that drives you tomorrow. Uh, This goes into that killing self daily, where each day you learn something new about yourself so that that new person crucifies the old and takes um, all of the best knowledge to move forward. And so kind of like handing off to the next iteration of you at the end of its its time with you that day. And that means that you have to gain clarity, okay? And so with this clarity, you're going to figure out what it means to maintain your gains. And you're going to understand that that isn't necessarily the same thing that you got, got you to that point. Have you ever um, jumped into a pool? and uh, try to tread water for longer than a few minutes. If you know, if, if, if you've ever had that experience, you know that at first you're like, okay, it's pretty okay, I can do this. But then fatigue sets in and it takes more effort and you have to tread faster uh, just to keep yourself afloat to the point where you probably need to roll over on your back, float, do some, you know, uh, backstrokes uh, so that you can regain. Um, because I, I don't know about you, but I know that leg cramps can set in. There's a lot of stuff that can happen, and to me, that's like kind of one of the uh, one one of the examples that I use when I'm trying to re- remind myself of how to keep clarity on what it takes to maintain my gains. Because when I stop, when I stop treading water, when I stop moving, I sink. And I'm going to tell you, I have had some sinkings that have have weighed me down. And it always seems to me, maybe not you, but to me, it's harder to regain ground that you already experienced. You know, there is a heaviness of emotion. And yeah, but anyway, Speaking of that, I want to also talk about something that people don't necessarily realize that when you gain success, you think everything is going to be fine and that that is the answer. And no, you actually open yourself up to new fears. And these new fears have to do with all the new choices and freedoms that you've now exposed yourself to. And a lot of people don't realize it because it's hard to say what you would do in the face of something if you've never experienced it. But there have been a lot of people who were not ready for the new choices and the new freedoms. And thus, they retreated into their former cages and prisons that brought them back down to their comfort level of struggle. And, you know, people say, well, I wouldn't do that. But let me just ask you, if someone gave you access to grand power and that power required more responsibility because you had this power, would you shirk that responsibility so that you could enjoy it? Or would you accept the power with all of the weight, the added weight that comes with it, with the responsibility? 
And that's a lot of times what people are realizing. Think about people who, who gain um, notability. And remember, we talked about the difference between notoriety and notability in another podcast. Notoriety is the bad kind. Notability is the good kind, okay? So think about that. You now become exposed. Heck, think about people who have had one viral thing go wild only to come back and and say, please stop looking at me. Stop giving me all this attention because they are not ready to handle the weight of responsibility of that type of exposure. So yeah, there are fears that circle around the new choices and freedoms that you now become exposed to. And then there's something else, and that is isolation. Yeah, nobody tends to think about the isolation of success because as you go higher, the crowds start to thin out. And that means that you have fewer players, but you got plenty of new devils. When you are succeeding, uh, I can tell you, like I said, I can tell you from experience. Now, I'm not talking about big uh, viral things that I've experienced, but I've had enough um, success to know that when people are made aware of your successes, then I don't know what it is, but they turn their need and their hope to you to answer uh, everything and, and sometimes rescue them. I get emails and things a lot of times from people who've listened to me talk on something or listen to me at some conference or whatever it is, and they reach out to me and I can I can feel the desperation along with seeing how they're writing it. And they're like, help me, save me. And I'm like, you have to help yourself. I'm doing you no favors. I will give you a a little bit of guidance, but you have to build those muscles or you'll just continue to sink over and over again. And sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't. But I will say this, nobody wants to hear your problems when you're succeeding. But And no one understands that when you succeed, you get bigger problems. Yeah, you actually do. And so because of that, you tend to be in either a new, well, I'm not, yeah, I'll say um, either a new socioeconomic class or a, um, a social dynamic class. So if you become one of the pretty people, one of the influencers, or you become one of the rich or whatever it is that surrounds your success, just understand this, that that means that you're going to have to interact with new folks. And these new folks are going to be unfamiliar. And a lot of times they are not going to trust you because they don't know you. And you're going to have to start over. And so isolation and loneliness is a big deal. There will be a few people that embrace you. But remember, like my grandma said, she said, when you go somewhere new, treat people like the ocean. Remember, trash rises first. Treasure stays sunken, so always go treasure hunting. Don't always accept the first hand that reaches out to you. It might be the trash, okay? And so I know I'm running through these, but I just want to make sure I'm giving you this because it's one thing to prepare for your success. It's another thing to get it and then lose it because you weren't prepared. And so if you are in this predicament, then this is for you. And so the next thing I want to talk about is dealing with deep-seated emotional deficiencies that are uncovered when you reach success and habit shock, okay? So one of the things that people are blindsided by is when they get success, success 
pulls away, snatches the covers, exposes the dark, exposes the shadows of ourselves. And thus, people have to understand that having success or even affluence sometimes can trigger deep depression because it removes a lot of the tension that comes from your everyday obstacles and tensions that you work through to feel alive. Um, There are many great philosophies that talk about the plight of depression and that they say in um, affluence, in achieving a lot of uh, goals in life, that there is a foe of depression because when you remove a lot of the stressors, it gives that idle mind the devil's workshop, if you will, to cause you to lose focus, to become aimless, shiftless, or whatever it is. And however you feel about this, we have so many stories that we can um, put up as exhibits to show that that in some regards is true. But as a, a, a therapist, I have seen where It's people having to deal with um, the the weight of that freedom and those choices. Um, Think about it. I I know a lot of people who have become very successful at self-publishing. And what happens when you become so successful that you make way more money than your spouse? And usually I'm talking about females. And so the dynamics of the family change where you become the primary breadwinner. And not only that, Now you become the primary piggy bank for the family, where now you have to deal with people coming and asking you for loans or for jobs or to come live with you or rent from you or whatever it is. And that in and of itself can rip away all of the spackle that you had before because you never had to deal with those issues of how you deal with emotion. And therefore, it can become very depressive because you're trying to work through it. You know, let's face it, we are made to have a struggle, conquer, succeed, repeat cycle. But when you're when you're thrown into the lion's den on new rules and there is no one there to help you navigate, it can be overwhelming. And so in my last few minutes, I want to um, dovetail off of these emotional deficiencies that get exposed. I want to talk about habit shock. See, one of the things that we don't realize uh, all the time, you might know this, but you might not be aware of it all the time. But we are we we are a programmed being that runs on routines, habits and rituals. And so when you achieve something, you send shockwaves through these areas of your life. And because your habits are now disrupted because you have achieved something new that requires a new skill set or a new routine, there can be a lot of shock going through your system and your world. And so for things that you thought were supposed to be a happy time, you can quickly turn into it can quickly turn into the most miserable time of your life. How many times have you or someone you've known say, I never, I wish I never would have achieved this. I, I wish I never would have succeeded. I would go back in a heartbeat. And it is because that you're dealing with habit shock 
You're dealing with emotional deficiencies being exposed because more pressure has been put on you either within yourself or within your family and social dynamic. Heck, think about people who win the lottery. They go to great lengths just to try to tell, not to tell people that they've won the lottery. But if they ever do anything outside of the norm of what they used to be able to do, people become aware of it. And it's to me, it's just like a delayed uh, process of them going through this situation where everybody now is leeching on to them for help and all this kind of stuff. Now, I don't want to be a nihilist. I don't want to paint this as uh, being horrific. So what I'm going to say is this. When you have great success or just even achieved, heck, if you're trying to achieve 10 pound, a 10-pound weight loss and to keep it off, I'm going to tell you, it can be done you can get the victory of it, but I want to have you forewarned so that you can be armed. And that is, you need to make sure that you look at what priorities need to shift. And and I will say this, on the weight loss and changing things, let me tell you something. If you are in a family dynamic and you change your appearance and you have a spouse, significant other, family members or whatever, Trust and know that you're going to have to deal with a change in the family dynamic of how people treat you and what people expect of you. And it's going to cause you to have to deal with those. So be prepared for that. The next thing is, is you're going to have to learn the whole ascent, acclimation, and acceleration game. You're going to have to learn how to scale yourself to have continued growth upward because if you stop moving, you either regress or die. And you don't want to have to keep repeating the same cycle over and over again, never getting past the starting point of your success. And then be ready for possible isolation. Just be ready for it and understand that sometimes it's probably easier to take a loved one with you on the journey so that you won't be alone, right? And then don't forget about the deep-seated emotional deficiencies and the habit shock that can come when you succeed and when now your world is turned upside down because more people start depending on you because you're the successful one. All right. So I know we've covered a lot today, but I just want to thank you so much for listening because guess what? My time is up. Yep. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another episode of Wisdom Smack. So you know what to do. Check the show notes. Thank you for supporting us. And for those who are asking, yes, the show notes really do go to, um, Uh, other ways to support us and all of that stuff. And thank you. Thank you for asking that. Uh, And as always, consider using our Amazon link to support us when you go Amazon shopping at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out 
by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.